Some of the language used in this episode may not be suitable for children. Viewer discretion is advised. What's up, podcast listeners? This is Dr. Bailey, and uh, I've got a special guest with me this evening. And um, just like in previous episodes, we always just kind of keep it real, keep it raw. And tonight is just that, you know, bringing to you things that you can do to advance your health. And um, I I really feel like uh, my guest today, Derek, he's got a lot of insight into uh, natural healing, the holistic approach as a patient, as a person, as a human being, he gets it. And that's one of the reasons I brought him online is because he's one of the people that I I feel like is in my tribe, somebody that can just kind of speak to you guys from a patient's perspective of like, listen, we're all in this together. I get it. And and life is kind of crazy right now, but what are things that we can do to stay healthy? And, And one of the things that Derek brought to my attention was his dad's testimonial of surviving cancer. And so, so Derek, tell me a little bit about your dad and kind of what happened there. Well, yeah, first of all, I wanted to tell you, thanks for having me, man. It was a pleasure to, to meet you. And, uh, just really quickly, I don't know if it's cool. Just, just kind of give people a backstory. Uh, I have a friend that's uh, a close friend in union and, uh, I was passing through Atlanta on my way to Mexico and I stopped in union and I ended up staying there and I was like, bro, I really need a chiropractic adjustment. I'm a big believer in a holistic full body approach, uh, mind, uh, body. And, uh, and I said, I need to go get an adjustment cause I've been on so many planes and I was moving and stuff like that. And so I went into your practice, advanced chiropractic. And by the way, this is not an endorsement. I want to say just ethically speaking, just so people know I'm not getting paid for this. This is my own personal testimony and enthusiasm for Dr. Bailey. Cause I think he's a fantastic, uh, um, chiropractic. And, uh, also just a great guy, but yeah, I went in and I met him and I love his energy and he was, it made me feel comfortable and, and, uh, we got to talking and, um, did my adjustment. I was having some pain in my neck and it's all loose and good now. And I slept really well that night and uh, just a, just a testament to, to the great work that you do. So thank you. But I remember one thing you told me, man, you said, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Remember you told me that. And that is really so true about what we're talking about today. It's so true. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much that you and I have seen or experienced and, you know, with your dad or, or me with chiropractic and, and just the holistic lifestyle. It's like, yeah. like once you have that experience, you, you can't unknow it or unsee it. And it's right. like, okay, if it worked then it works every fucking time. And exactly. that's the thing about holistic healthcare is it works. And that's the thing that I think medicine is really intimidated by is, our shit works. I mean, yeah. it's been around for thousands of years. I mean, yeah. chiropractic adjustments have been around since the Ming Dynasty. We're talking about fucking thousands of years where yeah. people have been manipulated. So, and I think that you know, I'm going to tell the story about my dad because this is such a great tie into our discussion. You know, the medical establishment is so terrified of people like you 
people and uh, you know citizens like me who are outspoken and question their practices and what they do. And people are so scared to question the paradigm of conventional medicine because somehow they think that if they let that go, if they don't get the pill and they don't go to the doctor and they don't do exactly what they're told, somehow they're going to die or they're going to get sick or they're going to have a terrible life. That is such fucking bullshit. Pardon my language. You know, uh, you know what? Their, 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 their whole model is based on what? Fear. Fear. If, exactly. you're, if you're scared, you will do exactly what I want you to do. And it wasn't always like that. I think in the, you know, say in the last, you know, 50, 50, 60 years of medicine, it's just become the motive is no longer the, you know, approach of healing a patient. It's about, you know, generating money and a bottom line for an establishment that goes so deep. This is not a conspiracy. It's a reality of how it works. Every single aspect of what you do. Uh, when you go to the doctor, whether it's uh, pharmaceutical drugs, whether it's the checkup, the x-rays, whatever they do, they're always poking and prodding you. And every time they do that, it's like a cash register for them and the establishment and the insurance companies. And it's so wrong because we're talking about human life and human health here. This is something that cannot be trifled with. Yet they continue to impose these kind of you know, mechanisms that hurt people and don't help them. And I think we need to go back to basics, man. Like you said, this kind of medicine – uh, this kind of practice, manipulating the body, in your case, as a chiropractor, has been around for a long time. And we need to go back to basics when it comes to holistics and eating well and understanding nutrition and knowing what can you know, help your body and heal you. And the thing is, is that if you treat your body right, it has an amazing capacity to heal itself. It's not really a foreign concept. If you do the right things, you will do tremendous work to heal yourself and improve your health. And I'm not going to make outlandish claims that somehow if you eat organic, you're going to be cancer free. But I'll tell you my dad's story. Both of my parents were university academics. My dad is a Ph.D. from Oxford University. He's a smart man. He understands the scientific method. OK, that's the kind of house I was raised. He was a practical, you know, cynical man, only believed in science. When he was diagnosed with prostate cancer, it would have been about 17 years ago. I was 17, 18 years old at the time. He it was a shock to our family. It has spread to his lymph nodes. It spread to his pelvic bone. And the doctors told him it was a death sentence. You got to start chemo. You got to start start radiation immediately and pump your body full of this shit and poison yourself ultimately and wipe out everything in your body. And that's the best way to cure the cancer. That's a conventional way. And that's the way we know how to do it. Well, the good side of my dad being such a scientific, cynical guy, he's like, I'm not sure if I agree that that's the way you fix things. And if I'm going to if I'm going to die from this and this is, you know, if this is a death sentence, I would rather go out fighting and doing it a different way than to die a terrible, slow, poisoned, painful death by chemo and radiation. That was his choice. So after doing tons of research and seeing the benefits of how nutrition can help he found something called the Gerson therapy. It was established by a, a doctor named Max Gerson. He was a German doctor. And basically, you know, he's a physician. He was an MD. He was trained uh, uh, as a, as a uh, traditionally as a, a medical doctor. And he said, you know, if we understand the science of nutrition and cleansing the body and making sure that organ function is optimal and that your blood panels are clean and that you can do everything you can uh, in, in, in a very specific way, in, on a chemical molecular level, on a, on a, on a um, metabolic level, if you can get down to the science of nutrition and how it affects your body, you can start to allow the tissue to heal. And yes, if you have 
illnesses like Lyme disease and cancer, you can vastly improve your conditions and your quality of life. So that was the premise of Dr. Gerson's therapy. Well, my dad read this and my mom read this. And after, you know, months of deliberation, my dad said, if I'm going, I'm going to go all in. This is the way I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go out fighting. So he threw away the conventional therapy and decided not to do chemo and radiation, decided to do Gerson therapy. Well, there's a, a produced, um, a documentary they did because they heard his story, a documentary uh, uh, company wanted to to highlight his story and they told the story and I'll share that with you too. But basically as time went on and he threw himself into this therapy, his blood panels came back cleaner, his organ function came back better and slowly but surely his health and quality of life improved. And it basically, for lack of a better explanation, I know a lot of people recoil when they hear this, a cleanse, right? They're like, oh, that's some like, you know, foo-foo bullshit and like it's hippie stuff and nobody, it's not real and it's not real science. I find that so condescending when people say that kind of stuff. I witnessed it for myself and I watched my dad get better. And as he went back to the doctors, month after month after month, his blood panels were cleaner, his organs were functioning better. They told, the Gerson um, clinic clinicians told my dad, watch what happens. In a year from now, you're going to go to the doctor. They're going to do a scan, MRI, and they're going to be blown away. Guess what? He goes in, I think it was 10 months or a year later, and his body was cancer-free. That was my dad's story. This is factual. We have the evidence and the science to prove it. It's there. It actually happened. This is not some bullshit story. Uh, this is on record. So that worked for my father. But I'm not going to make the claim that suddenly it's going to cure cancer. In my father's case, it, it did, and it dramatically improved his life, but it starts with the quality of life and improving your life. That is the best start that you can make. So when it comes to holistic medicine, including uh, going to the chiropractor, getting an adjustment, make sure your body is aligned, muscular, skeletal, all of those things combine holistically, and I'll shut up in a second. That is where we need, that's the entry point to better health. Dr. Bailey. Derek, there's so much content in that. So rewind the tape. Sure. Insurance is profit-centered, not patient-centered anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when they made that paradigm shift about 20 years ago, I've been in practice for nearly 20 years, and I saw it from the doctors allowed to make the recommendation to insurance has to approve it. And now insurance approves what they deem necessary or what I was told based on medical necessity. B-O-M-N. The fucking mm-hmm. worst four letters in the alphabet because that allows the insurance company to say what's best for profit, not for the patient. That's it. And, That's it. And you, you hit so many points because to highlight a, a colleague of mine, he, he describes homeostasis as our body is pre-programmed to move towards health when there's an absence of stress and interference. And our lifestyle is just that, how we eat, how we move, how we think, how we live, how we work. Those are all stressors that take us away from the homeostatic idea. And so in previous podcasts, I I describe it as walking the line. And, and when you're walking a line, the line is health and homeostasis. You can vary. You can deviate. But are you moving away or towards that line, which is what determines your overall health? So your right. dad, when he first was diagnosed, was moving away from that line. But right. at His some body point, was badly he, damaged. Yeah. Exactly. He realized there was things that were necessary to move him back towards the line, 
which then got him back in alignment with homeostasis, health, and the way that our bodies are pre-programmed. You know, so many medical doctors, Derek, they want to talk about genetics. It's bad germs, bad genes, bad this, bad luck. But the idea is they don't ever address lifestyle, which is what takes you away from that homeostatic function, which is your body's pre-programmed for health, and yet the shit storm you put in your body. I love the meme the other day. You can live a shitty lifestyle and think a mask is going to protect you from this COVID crisis, yet the people that survive, the ones who are healthy, who get diagnosed but survive, have no comorbidities. They have no other underlying health factors, and it doesn't matter cancer, heart disease, flu, cold. If you're already sick, you're going to get sicker easier, and that's the sure. thing with cancer. You're dealing with people that are already kind of a few conditions in, and the idea is that with these podcasts, it's like, okay, what can we control? What are the things that you and I can do every single day that have nothing to do with germs and genetics, because those are two things. Good luck. You can't sterilize the planet, and you can't change your genetic potential without changing your lifestyle. And that's what your dad realized. Yeah. And like I was saying, the, the, as you said, the, the, he got so far away from that line that, as you say, homeostasis, where your body has the capacity to protect itself and to heal itself. And the further you, it's damaged, you know, the further you move away from that line, how can you get back to that point? And like you said, there are certain things that you can't change, right? Like genetics, and you're talking about germs. But I mean, in order to make sure that your body is an optimal condition to be able to, you know, to be able to fight back against all of those intruders and all of that, all of those possible negative possibilities, you have to be able to start a holistic approach. And, you know, honestly, this is just my opinion. The one thing that drives me crazy is that people are so lazy and they want it to, they want to go to the doctor and they want the doctor to say, here's a magic pill that's going to fix your problem. And that's really the mentality that I see that is growing and growing and growing. And then, you know, you see people that are so cynical against, uh, against, uh, alternative or holistic therapies. I hate to even say alternative because I don't like to diminish it like that, but they're so cynical because they've been brainwashed and indoctrinated and programmed to keep feeding the beast, bro. Keep feeding this beast, this massive beast, this, this medical, uh, this medical pharmaceutical complex that is just concerned about the bottom line. You're nothing more than a fucking number to them. And that's just the honest to God truth. And they don't care. And I know this is why I love people like you, because I know you're keeping it real because your motive is not the profit. The motive is improving the lives of patients. That's why I know you're real. Okay, so you got to ask yourself, what's the motive of the person or the organization or institution? And when I ask myself that, I think, okay, Dr. Bailey is a great example of, I know this is a man that's keeping it real. He cares about his own health, his own lifestyle, and making sure that he educates and helps those around him and his patients to be able to improve their lifestyle. And I've seen, believe me, I've heard the stories. They're not like some magic you know, pie in the sky stories of people going to get adjustments and alignments in their body and their health improves drastically and i mean for those people who don't really understand maybe give us like a short under a short a brief like for dumb people an understanding like me of why manipulation is so good for the body just from absolutely. a scientific like give us tell us why absolutely so i'm going to leave with some numbers because i'm a numbers guy and so medicare and blue cross did a study and they tried to dispute chiropractic to save 350 million dollars a year in the medicare budget 
So what they said is, let's disprove chiropractic. Let's look at a, a, a cross-population study of, I think it was like 10,000 uh, patients. Blue Cross, largest insurance carrier, Medicare, I mean, government-based, so obviously large numbers there. What they found, Derek, was that when people got adjusted at once a month frequency, they required uh, in excess of 80% less medications. And so what that means is when your body is well-adjusted, and, and I'm going to get into that in a second, but when your body is under chiropractic care, it works and functions at a higher level. So what we do, and this is something that the, 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 the average person doesn't really kind of understand, is chiropractors are really doctors of neurology. And we use the spine, which is the, the bony um, structure that, that basically protects your spine, uh, your spinal cord, and your nervous system. The idea is that when you adjust a spine, when you manipulate, when you move bones and you shift them back into alignment, you reduce stress and you basically take stress away from the sympathetic and, nervous and the parasympathetic nervous system, which then facilitates homeostasis. It basically puts your body back into a state of normal regulation. It takes away stress. It improves the function. It takes away the... Um, the stressors that affect your body that lead to pathology and, and stress and inflammation. But the idea is that after an adjustment, your body is functioning at a higher level, which then reduces the stress load on the brain and the organ systems, which at which point then your body is going to work and, and it's going to function in an optimal state. I mean, the, the, when you say optimal function, I mean, my goal for every patient is optimal physiology, which means your body's adapting to its stress accordingly. And if you, if you're stuck in what we call sympathetic tone, most people don't know what that means, but you understand the idea and concept of fight or flight. Mm -hmm. If you get, if you get stressed, Derek, what, what happens? Your heart rate goes up. You're ready to fight. You're ready to run. You're ready. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. And if you're constantly operating in that that stressful state, then that that that's going to breed this 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 pathology of disease and sickness. I mean, cancer only happens in an acidic environment. Acidic environment happens as a result of stress. So when Dad went into the Gerson therapy, plant-based therapy, plant-based foods is alkaline. What does that do? It lowers right. your pH. Right. So the idea More of alkaline like, body exactly. Exactly. So chiropractic kind of brings you out of that 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 state of stress, which would consider kind of acidic down to a alkaline state of just normalcy and, and just relaxation. And after an adjustment, most people feel relaxed. They sleep better. They oh, move yeah. better. They function better. And so these are the Absolutely. benefits of chiropractic that it, we, we make no claims because in our scope, we can't claim to cure disease. And that C word gets me in trouble. But what we do is we improve the function and we support the function of normal physiology. And as my, my boy, James Chestnut said, you know, when you're in a state of sickness, it's your body's adaptive physiology to the stress in your environment. Remove the stress. Your body always moves back to what? Homeostasis. And basically what we've been talking about, back to the line. And so chiropractic is one of the number one things besides nutrition that we can do that will remove stress, but move us towards a state of relaxation and homeostasis. So that's kind of my, my answer for that. But um, 
you know, people don't understand that because they think of neck pain and back pain and they saw a billboard or they saw or heard their neighbor went to the chiropractor because they had neck pain. But when you undergo regular chiropractic care, according to Medicare, again, 80 plus percent less medication and 50 percent less visits to your medical doctor. That's some fucking crazy shit. Yeah. Because at that point, we jeopardize the entire profession of medicine to the point where they're less profitable. And I had a patient who's a drug, she's a drug rep. I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to get her fired. But I said, listen, if, if what happened on the table with you happened to every single person in this country, you'd be out of a fucking job. She said, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because the way I feel, I don't need drugs. And I said, exactly. <laughs> And you know and what's, what's yeah go ahead. You know, what's what's crazy to me too is people don't think about how asinine some of these pharmaceutical companies are like for example you know they claim it's science they claim it's research and it's backed by the white coats then they look at people like us or you and they say oh that's quack and that's pseudoscience really well let me ask you this if the pharmaceutical companies are so scientific and so exact and so right why is it that they come up with a pill, no matter what it is, and then they put it out on the market, then somebody takes it, whether it's for diabetes, whether it's for, uh, you know, a psoriasis, whether it's for, you know, over-the-counter uh, um, antacid pills, whatever. And then they find out years down the line uh, that uh, the antacid pills are giving people stomach cancer or that it was causing uh, uh, cancers in the body from these pharmaceutical companies or they were killing people. Right. And then when that happens, well, they they have to pull it off the market and then they get sued in civil court. Right. For damages. And then they pay out that money to the people who died or were affected by it. Right. In these civil suits. Well, by then they've already made billions of dollars on people. OK, so they don't give a Trillion. shit about paying out a, a, a minuscule amount of money to families and people who have died or been affected or hurt by these pills, but they've already made billions, so they don't care. So when you look at it that way, you can see what the motive really is, but they talk about it being scientific, and this is based in, in uh, uh, science, and it's evidence-based. Really? Well, if that's the case, how come there are so many mistakes being made and problems with prescribing these medications to people, and why are the doctors so pressured to have to do it? And that's what I, that's what I want people to think about before you roll your eyes or you get, or you know, you, you dismiss what we're saying, really ask yourself the truth. You let go of the cognitive dissonance. You want to believe that what the doctors are telling you is true, but you should be questioning them. You should be questioning them every day and every time, in my opinion. Your opinion is right because I question all of them. And uh, we need a, we needed to add another uh, letter to that word. It's not billions, it's trillions. Trillions, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so here we here we go. This is my goal tonight, and and this is gonna probably get me hauled off in a fucking black SUV. I don't give a shit. Is this point <laughs> your health is too important to me? So last year the CDC spent 3.6 trillion dollars on vaccinations for childhood uh, immunizations. Okay. So they spent um, approximately 141 million dollars in the state of Georgia, according to the CDC website. If you can still see that shit, because they fucking pulled it all down, they spent 141 million dollars on childhood vaccinations in the state of Georgia. Yet they spent a hundred thousand dollars, Derek, on childhood obesity. What the and fuck? The, and the question is why? Why yeah. is that? 
So, so they spent $3.6 trillion on vaccines uh, nationwide, all 49 states. Pennsylvania wouldn't report their numbers for some reason. Um, and yet they spent $4.4 trillion on um, adverse reactions in history since 1986, I think, is when they passed the, uh, the, the, the law where you can't sue pharmaceutical companies for adverse reactions. Um, the government said Statute you're not liable anymore. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so and that's what 1986. That's 14. 34 that's years 30, ago. Yeah, yeah. So if we apply, I don't know, trillions of dollars times 30 years. I mean, we're talking hundreds of trillions of dollars. Yeah, I'll pay four four percent tax on that. That means you're literally what you're talking about, Derek, is the cost of doing business at a pharmaceutical level is. I will pay two cents on a dollar to pay out for adverse reactions to profit. And when it comes to chiropractic, we've had zero class action lawsuits. We've had very, like the risk of injury from a chiropractor is like one in millions versus reactions from medications and surgery. Sure. Oh, it's the number three leading cause of death. There are 250,000 fucking people a year die from medication and adverse reactions to medicine and surgery. If that were the equivalent of one or two jumbo jets every crashing, the FAA would have to investigate that shit. No kidding. And, you know, I think about the sheer numbers of it as you were breaking it down when it comes to the amount of people of getting – and you say, and that's a very diplomatic way of, uh, of putting it, adverse reactions. Some people are dying from it not just having adverse reactions or having fu their lives fundamentally destroyed, right? And can you imagine what the, what the reaction would be if one or two chiropractors so much as injured somebody? Can you imagine the kind of assault and attack on your reputation that you would get? Meanwhile, these pharmaceutical companies that are being pumped full of billions and being backed by the government in, in many cases and in many ways – they're, uh, you know, people are dropping dead right and left and having adverse reactions from their medications and their, and their, and their drugs. But, uh, you know, we still as a society turn a blind eye to it. And I can't understand as a society why, because we're supposed to be aware, enlightened and educated as Americans. And that's what really ticks me off because I think about, I know I, I'm going to get like really deep here, but I'm a first generation American. I was born in the United States, born in Houston, Texas, was raised in the Midwest. Uh, just like you, I know you were, you were, uh, Detroit, I think, right? You were raised in the Midwest too. Yep. Good work yep. ethic, family values, like being a decent human being, like being a good, like what does it mean to be a good American, right? Well, the more I read about what, what my citizenship really means and what the constitution is saying, and I think about number one is educating yourself. This is what the founding fathers wanted. They wanted you to be an educated person so that you could make the proper decisions so you could avoid being tyrannized. That was the purpose of our citizenship. And when I think about it, I have an ethical responsibility as a citizen of this country to ask questions and to question authority and to question these governing authorities. Why do they have the power they do? Why do they have the funding they do? Why do we as a society turn a blind, turn a blind eye? Why are we so indoctrinated to ignore the reality of the problem? That really pisses me off, and it makes me feel like – that in and of itself, to me, is anti-American. We should be screaming about this, screaming at the government institutions who are, quote, unquote, regulating these companies because they're really hijacked by these companies anyway, in my opinion. 
you look at the CDC, you look at the FDA, you look at all these governing uh, authorities and, and institutions. They're not doing shit. They're not doing shit. They turned a blind eye to everything. Doesn't make sense. All, all they're doing is putting profits first. And, and you and I as patients in the healthcare model second, because you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the USDA currently uh, with the new administration is run by Monsanto. Okay. Okay. For, for you guys listening, just so you know, the, the new president appointed the head of the USDA, a person that is obsessed with genetic modification of our foods and just mass production of our agriculture. Mm -hmm. So we talked about like your dad. I mean, the entire European culture has said no GMO. I mean, South America, no GMO. Most continents say no GMO. And yet the U.S. is like, no, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's good. We're, we're going to genetically modify everything. And that creates autoimmune problems. That creates a whole host of other issues. But like the pharmaceutical industry, same idea. The lobbyists, there's like 10 or 15,000 lobbyists in, in the pharmaceutical industry, according to like recent stats. And like chiropractic, we've got like a few hundred. I mean, it's, it's, it, it when people are like, why isn't chiropractic more of a, like a, 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 a more, you know, recognized profession. And because we don't fucking have lobbyists because we don't have hundreds of millions of dollars to spend to wine and dine these people to say, Hey, pass these laws, make this the, the reality. I mean, the idea is that we've got to a point where money, and, and I'm not saying capitalism is bad because it's not, but the idea of this greed and this, this, this culture of, I have to have more in. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to the insurance companies, they are basically like in bed with fucking politicians. And that's yeah, the problem. Absolutely. Bro, I lived in D.C. for 10 years. I witnessed it. I witnessed it. I lived on Capitol Hill and I witnessed this shit go down all the time. And, you know, I was thinking I know this quote is wrongly attributed to Voltaire, but he said, if you want to know who controls you, uh, uh, ask, uh, find out who you cannot question. And that's the truth of it. Right. Because they keep you chiropractors, for example, they keep you silenced and under control and they brush you aside because they see you as a, you know, a, a, a little nuisance. Right. But mm -hmm. the truth is, is that they they know they're in control of the dialogue and of the narrative. They know they're in control of the messaging. And that's how they manage to silence the truth. And I work in the media. OK, so I have watched this for 20 years in my career. The all out propaganda and strategy that these companies use in commercials, how they manipulate people and lie to people and push these drugs down their throat like it's some magical pill that's going to save their life and make it brighter for their day and their family's going to love them more. All of these deep psychological manipulation tactics through their marketing is so fucking evil. That's evil. It's wrong. It's unethical and it's immoral. And we talk about capitalism. I, my family came to this country because they wanted the ability to do what they wanted, work, get educated, and they believed in the free market, right? But you're right. I know what you're saying. The kind of capitalism that's, that's, that's scary in this case is the crony capitalism where it's completely unbridled and a few people are basically controlling the entire mechanisms of the economy. That's not a free market. 
That's not free market capitalism. Free market capitalism would not allow these assholes to be able to do that. So I get what you're saying, and I wanted to, you know, just to dissect and clarify too. It's not capitalism that is the problem per se. It's the brand of capitalism that we're seeing right now. And between not just the pharmaceutical companies, the military industrial complex, the U.S. government has been hijacked. It doesn't represent the needs and the desires of the people. And that's fucked up. It's fucked up. Absolutely. It's fucked up. You know, and you're describing Bill and Jeff and Mark and Joe. And these are people, these, these are the one percenters that, okay, listeners, they don't fucking shop where we shop. They don't do the things that we do. I mean, Bill Bill Gates is buying a fucking multi hundred million dollar yacht that is hydropowered so he can stay at sea while you and I are mainland. But he's what? He's advocating all these vaccines. By the way, the number one investor in Moderna and Pfizer is fucking Bill Gates. Surprise, and surprise. And he knew this. He knew this when he got fucking called out for his monopoly on uh, Microsoft and that antitrust suit. The very next year, him and his wife, quote, turned good and started a charity to do what? Vaccinate the world. You know, yeah. he owns more stock in the fucking vaccine companies than anybody else on the planet. And guess what? What I just say a few minutes ago, CDC sold $3.6 trillion last year. Way more than fucking Microsoft bullshit software because he realized there's more profit in vaccines than there is yeah. in software. Huh, fuck that. I'm getting out of that. I'm getting this industry. And here he is. So where we're going with this is it? just the the conspiracy theory it's just think for yourself understand the things that you can do for you your health starts in your house not in the fucking white house if you're waiting for the government to make you safe then you're fucked yep and by the way if the government is doing such a great job and we keep electing assholes in the white house one after the other garbage in garbage out as george carlin once said How come nothing is fundamentally changing in society? And by the way, they did a poll. I think 75, 80% of Americans said we fully recognize that nothing ever changes despite who's in the White House. Isn't that scary that despite that, we still, in many cases, look at a politician or we look at a guy like Bill Gates and we treat them like they're levitating above us, like they're demigods. What the fuck is wrong with people? These... He's just as human as me and you, but a man or a woman with power like that and money is dangerous because greed is the number one motivator for them. They don't fucking care about about your neighbor next door or mine or me or you. They're a bunch of assholes. They've been completely corrupted by the system. They they feed into the snake that's eating its own tail, by the way. That's literally what we've become. They have literally eaten their way out of the other side. And they're eating themselves into complete self-destruction we can't sustain this anymore we can't sustain it and i was thinking about uh the monsanto corporation you how many documentaries there was food inc right and then i don't there was another one but you look at these guys imagine if we could change the paradigm of the way people lived and ate food and the quality of the food that they were eating imagine if we could imagine the improvement of health and the quality of life for every individual giving people access to food that is high quality at an extremely affordable price. You know, imagine if 
we actually injected some humanity into the basic necessities of human beings, how we could change. But no, we don't want to do that. We want to give these assholes more and more power, and we want to, you know, close our eyes and crawl into bed and curl up and hide from the world, and we want to let them bone us all the time. And that's what's happening. Absolutely. You know, one thing, Derek, that, you know, I, I try and inject in these podcasts is, is what can we do? And, right. and as, as a listener, you have a choice over the, okay, so I was at Kroger one day and um, there was a particular item that I couldn't find. And, and I questioned one of the, the, the stock people. I said, hey, where, where did that go, man? I, I, I buy that every fucking week. And they're like, do you realize everything you buy is a vote to what we carry? as if wow. it was an election and they said you're the only person voting for that item and it's not enough to sustain it so here's the thing people if you buy crap if you buy processed food and everybody else buys processed food guess what kroger is going to carry and you have a choice where do you go do you go to kroger do you go to sprouts trader joe's whole foods i don't care you know people joke it's like whole paycheck here's the fucking reality if you spend $1 today on your health, you prevent $5 of sickness yeah. in your future. If that were a stock, you would fucking buy it all day long, Derek. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I would spend a dollar and I would make $5 back when I retired. Yeah. I'm in. How much can I buy? So we talk about this, and those are simple things you can do. Going to the chiropractor, going to a massage therapist, doing yoga having some reality of your focus on your health and being connected. I, I, these are people that like you and I, we're self-aware and the self-awareness of our health, like your dad is holy shit, I'm not doing things right. Maybe I need to change my direction. So we're getting vocal. We're getting fucking heated because I want you as a listener to get fired up about this shit because you're in, your fucking insurance company doesn't care. Free flu shots are not going to make you healthy. I saw that sign three times today. At people want to believe it, though. They want to believe I know. It. They do. They do. Because what did you say? They want the responsibility of their health to rely on somebody else. The yeah. White House, their insurance, their doctor. It's not my fault. It's not this. Yeah. It's not that. I also that. think people lost hope, that. too, you know? I really do. I yes. think people have lost hope because they've been so beaten down by the system, man. I really think that. I think most of us feel that way. And I was just thinking, like, for me personally, I'm no expert in these matters. I'm just speaking as a person who has experienced a myriad of these uh, of these aspects. But for me... The three things that I try to do, first of all, chiropractic adjustments, uh, massage therapy, and diet. Right there and then, those three pillars for me personally are what keep me going to be able to do my job as a radio personality to keep my brain sharp and focused. And then, of course, there's the mental health aspect and all these things. You start lining them up. People are like, oh, my God, it's too much. I don't want to do it. I just want a pill, and I want to be taken care of, as you said. People get lazy. Guess what? You're going to end up hating yourself in the long term if you keep being – if you keep submitting – to everybody else to try to fix you for you. You cannot live like that. It doesn't work that way. But I do believe that people have lost hope because we have a system that's just extracting the energy and resources out of them and making it difficult to live and eat healthy and to be healthy and to live decent lives. And I think like another thing that my own personal um, 
opinion. We need to support local. We need to support local, the local economy, like in Noonan, for example. It was a pleasure to be able to go to a local chiropractor, be able to go in there, get to know you, be able to spend a little money, being able to improve my health, and being able to you know, keep the economy alive, which seems like such a small thing, but it's a big deal. Going to your local farmer's market, going to a local butcher even, if you're a meat eater, going to a, a local organic uh, uh, farm. Those little things right there can shift the paradigm. They can shift the paradigm of everything. If we start to support the right choices, like going to get an adjustment at a chiropractor, focusing on holistic health, eating right, choosing local, suddenly, before we know it, the big, gigantic corporations and these, these institutions that control everything will slowly erode, and the power will be shifted back into the people's hands. And that is the vision that I would like. I would like people listening and watching. I'm just a, any, like any other person. I want, to, I want you to believe in hope because it's there, but you have to take control of it yourself. You've got to stop relying on other people to do it for you. I saw my dad do it. I saw him live for it. He took control of his life, and he did what he needed to do for himself, and it gave him a newfound respect for life, appreciating his family, taking control of what he didn't like in his life, and fixing it, and doing his best to work hard at it. That's a noble cause. And I just wanted to say, too, I'm not hating on doctors. Plenty of my friends are physicians. I've One of my best friends is an orthopedic surgeon. It's a noble profession. The reason they, got, they went into being doctors is because they believed in helping people. That's what we need to get back to, just like you, Dr. Bailey. You want to help people. That's the motive, and it should be the motive always. Absolutely. You know, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of play on that because there's a time and a place for drugs and surgery. I sent one of my patients out yesterday to an orthopedist for an evaluation, and she might need surgery, and that's okay. I sent another one out last week. I've told patients they may need muscle relaxers and, and pain relievers because that's going to improve their quality of life. Of course, that's out of my scope, and I don't tell them they need it. I just say, hey, go talk to your general physician. But the idea of my, my perspective is this. My number one prescription is hopium. <laughs> yeah. It's that, it's that there's hope that you can get better without drugs and surgery, and that may come later. And the idea is try everything first and then resort to that last. Right. Chiropractic first, medication, then surgery. And yes. when people jump right into the extreme measures, the most invasive first, they come to me and they say, hey, I had this fused and this cut and this whatever. I'm like, there ain't shit I can do at this point because, I mean, fuck, they've yeah. pretty much screwed and caged and this and that. But if you, as a listener, understand that the less invasive could help and you try that first and give your body that hopium and understand that there's this natural potential to be healthy through homeostasis, removing stress, cleansing, eating better moving better, thinking better, and it giving it time. Derek, what the fuck is wrong with society? You can't get healthy overnight. You can't yeah. get in shape overnight. It if takes you work. Are, thank you. If you're fat and obese, I'm sorry, but obese is not a negative derogatory term. It's a clinical term. You can't get unobese overnight. It takes months, even years. 
And if you're that unhealthy when it comes to your spine, to your nervous system, to some pathology, give it time. Don't expect it to get well over the next week. That's the thing, dude. I was just thinking, too, is, you know, all this shit, like the conventional stuff, they're just slapping Band-Aids over it. They're not fixing it from the inside out. They're just slapping Band-Aids over a problem. It's not really fixing the problem. You can't keep patching something. You've got to rebuild it from the ground up to be able to make it a strong foundation. And that's what we're talking about. But people want that just keep slapping the Band-Aid over it, whether it's a fucking pill or, you know, fusing something or going into surgery. That's good enough. We're done. You know, that's the way they see it because it's a simple fix and they don't want to have the discipline and do the work it takes to really improve, to really strengthen themselves. That is, we got to fucking change that. It drives me crazy to see it happen. It drives me nuts, man. No, I agree 100 percent. And, you know, the, the idea is it, it's across all levels, though. I mean, people have credit cards. So they can buy shit they can't afford today. They uh, they they put things uh, in, in, in a situation where they expect everything to get better overnight. And, and your health, it it takes time, people. I mean, you have to realize the the natural path of health, the holistic approach. It's going to take longer, but in the long run, it's going to be more rewarding. Absolutely. And that is so fucking important to understand because it's it's longer standing. Your drug, your fucking pain pill wears off in eight hours. But when I yep. adjust you and you're better and healthier for days and weeks, that, my friend, is worth it. And you know that, what? Yeah, absolutely, my brother. Preach. It, it, you know, when, the other day when I got my adjustment, I actually was able to sleep at night without clenching my teeth because I was in pain and I woke up feeling relaxed. I slept better. I mean, just that little, just an adjustment on my neck and my back vastly improved the, the next 24 hours and even up to this point. Imagine if you're consistent with it. Imagine if you get a deep tissue massage once, twice a month. Imagine if you go to the chiropractor regularly. Imagine how much less you have to do everything else. Imagine how much less you'll have to rely on drugs that are poisoning your body over time anyway and slowing down your organ function and hurting your digestive system among everything else. And your body is screaming out in pain because it's being so stressed. If you can stop doing that a little bit, just the, the quality of life improvement that I would love to see for people is amazing. So, Derek, I had a patient um... – about three weeks ago, he showed up, and um, this is this is my table talk for the for the for the episode. I love table talk. Same. He he was a real fucking asshole. <laughs> he came in. He came, Derek. He came in. He was an asshole to my front desk, to my office manager from the first phone call, all the way through day one. And I looked at my my team and I said, "Listen, don't judge." He's in pain. He's an 8 out of 10. When you're an 8 out of 10, you're not your best version no. of yourself. No, you're not. So so this gentleman is going home to a wife and kids. And if he's an asshole to me, boy, oh, boy, he's probably an asshole to his wife and his kids. Yeah. So we're talking one week of care. He comes back after just a few visits. 
He's smiling. He's laughing. He's joking. Literally, my team's like, who is this guy? Like, like, is this the same guy? His quality of life, Derek, was so improved that I guarantee, I guarantee it wasn't for his benefit. It was for his wife and his children's benefit that he was in my office. I believe that. He was there for selfish reasons because he was in pain. However, I think when we adjust or take care of or remove the problem for people, whatever it is, their quality of life improves for their family, for their work environment. Shit, I've had fucking patients get promotions because they're able to be more productive at work. Their spouses are able to have enjoyment with them because their erectile dysfunction goes away. I, I was going to say, guy, that's a good dude, I, reason to get a chiropractic adjustment, by the dude, way. Dude, I, I had a guy come to me. Oh, He's man. like, it was either it was either you or fucking some medication. He's like, my back's killing me. I'd rather have the adjustment. And when he missed his appointment, he was like, holy shit, I was having sex with my wife. I'm sorry. I was like, what are you fucking sorry about? Dude? Apologize. Like, that's, that's important. That's a great reason to miss an appointment. Yeah. I mean, absolutely it is. But, but I mean, the quality of life is what it's after. And, and so with medication, you treat a symptom, but chiropractic, the holistic lifestyle, it addresses your lifestyle to the extent that you enjoy and you live and you fulfill. Yep. You know, I, I think about the little, the simple things during the day that I try to do. I try to, for me personally, some of the biggest breakthroughs I've had in my personal health have been, uh, including vitamin B12, uh, potassium yes. to be, to yes. be more alkalinic and also yep. zinc. And also, yes. also I love taking niacin. If I have a headache, I take niacin. Ooh. I don't take a Tylenol or an Advil. I take niacin. Yeah. You know, I get a little flush, but I love it. It's like a nice little body high. I mean, you're opening yeah. up those capillaries. I mean, and that's another thing, you know, doc, tell me when people get the manipulations of their, their bodies and adjustments, the, sometimes it's restricted blood flow. And like even when the other day when you did when you adjusted my neck, I mean all of the pain around my neck went away in like six hours. Soon afterwards, it started to go away, and I felt like this rush of blood, and it felt good. It felt loose and comfortable. When you're manipulating and and doing your adjustments, is that what happens? Is there like increased blood flow to the area? What what goes on? So that's a good question because most people they look at the muscle or the the blood vessel, but what controls those is your nerves and your nervous system, which is the sympathetic and parasympathetic response. So in the neck particularly is a parasympathetic response, which is your relaxation. So when I adjust you, the blood flow increases because the patency or the, the dilation of the, the blood vessel it uh, it increases. So you have better blood flow. You have more relaxation of the muscles. And there's so many things that benefit from the adjustment. It's not just a increase in this or that. It's just your body going back to normal, Derek. And your body's normalcy is what? Homeostasis, Homeostasis which, is, right. which is health, which is well-being, which is what's normal. And so we've removed the fucking tiger that's chasing you that you're just running from because yeah. in 2021, there's tigers chasing you. It's called a smartphone. It's called mainstream media. It's called your spouse. It's called your kids. It's called your boss. It's called this. It's that. You have yep. so many layers of stress. 
I can't do my job in one single visit. The massage therapist can't do their job in one single visit. It's consistency of living that lifestyle of chiropractic, of massage, of nutrition. It's a daily, it's a weekly, it's a routinely thing. No different than you can't work out once and expect a six pack. I'm sorry, I wish I could. I would love it. I worked out of the gym once, damn, quit the membership, I'm fucking ripped, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that's not the reality. Our day-to-day life is what wears us down. It's the repetitive stress, as I call it, it's a micro trauma of daily life that yeah. leads us to break down. It's the not Chinese a Chinese water torture, right? The water that slowly yeah. dripped through the stone, plop, 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 until it eroded it. Yeah. After a while, so. yes, you'd have a fucking torturous situation. And no different than driving, like people are like, why is my right hip bother me all the time? I'm like, you drive a fucking car every day, gas, brake, gas, brake, yep. gas, brake. How many hours are you even stuck in traffic? Two hours, okay? Yeah, work out two hours a day. How fit are you? If you don't work out two hours a day, but you do something negative two hours a day to one side of your body, you're going to become imbalanced. And that's yeah. the reality too. That's why people are like, why didn't you come back? You can't fix me. I'm like, well, quit fucking living. Quit driving your car. Quit doing this. Quit sleeping on your side. Quit whatever. Right. But the idea is we're here to talk about things that you can do, which is what? Try and create some level of balance. The idea is that you have to manage your stress. You have to deal with things when they're there and not when they culminate into a symptom. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait yeah. until you fucking have cancer and prostate cancer. Shit, I lost one of my fucking best friends a couple of years ago to glioblastoma because he was on his fucking cell phone too many hours a day. 36, died of brain cancer. What the Jesus. fuck, Derek? And they try to deny the, the fact that, that those, those devices aren't bombing your brain and bombing your body with all sorts yeah. of radiation. By the way, I work in radio, I can tell you. Those waves are penetrating you nonstop every single fucking day. And some people are living next to those cell phone towers, but they say, no, nah, there's nothing wrong. Nothing's going to hurt you. But there's plenty of evidence around the world. It's killing the, 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 the vegetation around the towers. People are getting sick more frequently that live in the area. That's a coincidence? I fucking think not. That's bullshit. <laughs> I yeah. mean, come on. And I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not being some holier than thou dude here. I mean, every, we, I have a shitload of devices, but I'm saying people are obsessed. And I, I was just thinking maybe you can roll with me on this. I see the link between we live in a society where we have to have it now, whether it's the credit card, you got to have the pill to fix, fix a, something. Your dick, you know, can't get up anymore. You got to take an erectile pill. Like it's always something to fix a problem to run away from actually doing the work of it, whether it's, finances, your health or whatever, we seem to live in a society where it's everybody wants a quick fix that includes the dopamine fix of scrolling through Instagram and texting people and using their devices just to avoid the what they believe to be such painful thoughts to sit and contemplate the world and themselves and maybe grow a little fucking bit. And that includes their own health too. They want to go to the gym and they want to get a six pack tomorrow. They give up on it. They want to eat a carrot and they think they're being healthy. They, you know what? It, it's so fucking stupid. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I'm saying like, let's wake up together and let's get this shit done together and let's be a more productive society. Let's love one another and fix this problem, y'all. Let's get it done. That's really what my, where my heart is. Like, let's get together to fix the problem so we can stop letting the few fuck us over. 
We can take back the power in every way in our life, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever way you want to call it. But we don't want to do it because it's too hard, we think. And we suffer for it. I see the link between all of it. Absolutely. And there's a reason why it's called Adventure Health, what your doctor should, should be telling you. Here's the thing. Derek hit the nail on the head. We've become a society of immediate gratification. We have this idea that health isn't a pill, that changes and results should happen overnight. We've thought and we believe that if it doesn't happen in a few occurrences, it never happened. But the idea is this, people. You and I are human beings, and we have genetics. And our genetics don't change overnight. If we subject ourselves to a healthy environment, healthy lifestyle, over the course of 30, 60, 90, 120 days, we change our innards. You know, the idea of what's happening inside of you isn't always a constant. It's not, it, it's not the way it is. It's the way it is because of how you live. And if you change the way you live, then you change the way your genetic expression is, which then determines your health tomorrow. But if you don't understand that, if you feel a victim, if you want medicine to be your savior, good fucking luck. I mean, how's that working for you? More exactly. drugs, more drugs today than a hundred years ago in heart disease and cancer rose. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to get on fucking tangent, Derek. You ready go for, for that it, shit? brother. I can't wait. Go for it. Trust there me. There we go. Love- go, cancer, go. Cancer, heart disease, and flu went down last year, 2020 COVID year. So we've seen the first reduction in heart disease, cancer, and flu in, I don't know, 60 years. Okay. How the fuck did that happen all of a sudden? Oh, yeah. By the way, your flu, heart disease, and cancer deaths were reported as COVID deaths, so you could spike the numbers, so you can increase the fear, so you can market the fucking, what, vaccine. Rob Peter Bill. to pay Paul, basically. Yeah. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And, and even Tony Robbins came out and fucking said this shit, like, just last week. He's like, 2.8 million deaths a year, 2.8 million, 2.8 million, 2.8 million. And yet last year, 2.8 million people died just like the years before. And guess what, people? Here's the reality. Heart disease, cancer, and flu went down for the first time in decades. And you know How what that, that means? Happen? That means that masks are so Fucking effective, Derek. They should be worn, according to Fauci, or Dr. Falsy, two and threefold. We should wear masks on masks on masks and everywhere we go. So here's the reality, people. Your government is lying to you. The people that run the CDC and the World Health Organization are profitable on you being sick and fearful. This podcast is way different because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a shit anymore because when that black SUV comes to pick me up and take me away, I don't care. I don't fucking care. My grandmother told me when I was young, she escaped a Siberian work camp from Stalin. So my genetics, Derek, 
my people are from Russia and they were silenced because Stalin didn't like the way that they thought. And when they went against the state and they didn't agree with the fucking, the government, they yep. were taken away and they were punished. And if yep. you want to do that to me, fucking come get me. I don't you care. know what? And this, and this is in what you're saying is, and people are like, ah, you know, it's dramatic exaggeration. The truth of the matter is what you're seeing is happening in real time, slowly but surely. We're moving to a police state like that. That's exactly what's fucking happening. Absolutely. And people, and people are so goddamn ignorant about it. They hear this and they, oh, it's a conspiracy theory and blah, 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 blah. And they continue with this ignorant defiance to bury their head in the fucking sand. The empirical evidence is there. Slowly but surely, like the cracks in a dam, little by little, it will grow until it bursts. And that is what is happening. That is the honest to God truth. The God knows the truth if you believe in God or not. But this is the empirical truth that is happening now. Little by little, the silencing, the dumbing down, the shutting up, the indoctrination happens on every goddamn level in this country, especially right now, especially during these times and they're using all of this shit as a false pretense nobody's denying that a virus exists but they're using this as a false pretense to keep imposing their rules regulations and laws arbitrarily to shut you the fuck up and that's exactly what's going on absolutely the new normal stay six feet Listen to the yeah, that's the shit. Listen to the cl slogans and cliches they use. They keep repeating them, repeating them, repeating them, and then people are like, "Oh yeah, the new normal. Oh, stay six feet apart, socially distance." These are all cliches. They don't fucking mean anything. Who's okay, who's coming up with this shit? Uh, I'll tell you who's coming up with this shit. I mean, so, rhetorically speaking. <laughs> so so twenty twenty two years ago, Doctor Joe tells me this scenario is going to play out, and I said, "You're a fucking loon." He said, okay. What? And here we are. 2020 happened. So let's talk about masks for a second because I've mentioned this, but I need to, I really need to circle back because, uh, orange, orange lady bad, orange lady bad, circle back. That's the White House secretary. <laughs> she said, I'm going to circle back on that. I don't know the answer. Anyways, there's a 1.2 to 1.6% significance of reduction of transmission of COVID with a mask. Okay. So Derek, 1.2 to 1.6%. Is that significant in your life or insignificant? Well, if you're asking me literally, it's insignificant, of course. Yeah. I mean, obviously fucking it's not it's statistically yeah, significant. Yeah. Statistically insignificant to the point where we don't even care. That's a Denmark study of 10,000 people wearing masks. So here we are. We have a mandate by the government. I now have to get on a plane, and it's a federal fucking mandate that I wear a mask in I the airport, yeah. on the plane. Yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So now, now, just listeners, just humor me. If I take my mask down, okay, I've walked onto a plane. Mm-hmm. I'm in a closed cabin of airspace. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I decide to eat. I lower my mask. I break the seal. I'm now breathing the air that everybody else is breathing. And does it matter how long? Does it matter how often? 
No, it is a matter of if you're not eating, then you need to raise your mask. So the idea is this. If you're in a restaurant or a cabin of an airplane and you lower your mask, even for a second, moment. Yep. your fucking air, that virus gets exposed. Okay, just just hear me out. So if we do this and it's allowed, is there a scientific validity that that makes sense? No, it doesn't. It fucking doesn't. Because at this point, you've allowed the seal to break no different than I open the fucking door of the airplane at 40,000 feet to allow pressure in. So here's the thing. Is it in some states different than others? Yes or yes. That you can do this. I'm in Georgia. I can go to a fucking restaurant and a bar and not wear a mask. But yet in California, in New York, in Michigan, oh, God forbid, don't. Uh. So what are you saying? Are you saying it's in different climates? Is it in different weather? Is it in different climates in a sense of political climates or is it just control and power? Derek, what do you think? Well, it's funny you would say that because I was just in Georgia. Now I'm in L.A. right now in West Hollywood. And you're right about what you're saying. It is a stark contrast between the two. Isn't it weird if 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 this situation is constant, how come there's so much differentiation uh, between us? The two, right? And I was thinking of something else too. I told my dad, I said, Dad, I said, you just wait. I said, first it's the mask mandate, then it's gonna be you can't get in a fucking plane until you get a, a COVID nineteen vaccine. That shit's coming next. I can promise you that. And I'll tell you something else. Sidebar, because I can't help but get political here, and I'm going to get ready for those domestic terrorism um, laws <laughs> that they're gonna start imposing after this quote unquote insurrection. Yeah, we're sliding. We're sliding towards <laughs> silencing of dissent. That that yes. has been the theme of the entire conversation, including silencing the voices uh, in the medical community of dissent. Okay, but get ready because that's what's coming next. Every single day, it's some fucking new bullshit. Well, A happened, so B happens. We have to do this to you now. <laughs> Little by little, they are just sticking it in further and further and further and further. And I see people going, oh, okay, lube it up, shove it in there. I'm like, y'all are fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm like, what happened to having some dignity and self-respect and protecting your rights and individual liberty? What happened to that? What about telling somebody, hey, mind your own fucking business. What happens in my home is my business, not your business, okay? That includes the government. Like, are we going to continue to erode every single, you know, uh, aspect and section of the very rights that we believe in and in, and and cherish as Americans? Are we going to continue to take on this, 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 I don't know, this neo-fascist bullshit where they constantly keep imposing these rules on us? Like we're a bunch of sheep in a meadow and we're out for the slaughter. Like we're a bunch of mice on a wheel for them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Lions, not sheep, my friend. Absolutely. Lions, not sheep. What you're describing is the new normal for most people of 
I want the government to control me. And I think it was Benjamin Franklin, he said, those who are willing to forego all of their um, security. Deserve none. I, yes. Something like that. Yes, I'm familiar yeah. with it. Yes, yes. No, no. He basically says you're willing to give up everything, but you deserve none of it because at some point you you realize, okay, so when you give up everything and you expect the government to take control of you, there is something that's going to happen where they control all of your life. And mm-hmm. so whether it comes to medicine, and we'll, we'll kind of circle back. If it comes to your health care, if you want government-run health care and they're going to dictate everything, oh, you get this. Okay, so I take care of a lot of elite military, and they're fucking given a obnoxious amount of medication, like PTSD and this and that and this and all these things. They're just given medications because that's the way they approach it. And yet the VA says, no, don't get adjusted. I what? know, dude. And it's such disrespect, in my opinion. It, it's such oh, yeah, disrespect absolutely. to those people. Absolutely. I'm like, these people, you know, these heroes get sent overseas and get put in situations where they're fighting to protect. And then when they come back, they get discarded or get shoved off to a doctor or get shoved full of pills to deal with all the pain, physical and emotional and mental. That is so fucked up. If you're going to do that, you take care of them and you do it right. And the fact that they try to say that shit, but they won't let them get like a chiropractic adjustment. Get the fuck out of here, man. Who are you going to strap on a helmet and go into Afghanistan? I'm not <laughs> like, are you fucking how? I mean, I don't, that's one thing that really pisses me off is like, you send these brave men and women overseas in foreign countries to fight. And when they come back, you don't even take care of them in the right ways. Yo, fuck you, man. Are you serious? How do you do that to people? That's the country we live in. That makes me sad. That makes me sad, man. It really does. I agree. And um, when your best friend gets blown up next to you and you have to deal with that rest of your life and they want to fill you full of fucking drugs. So back to that, we take care of some veterans and we take care of them in other ways beyond just chiropractic nutrition we do cleansing i mean these motherfuckers derek have told me they've been injected with so many vaccinations they can't even feel their fucking fingers and toes that's called a neuropathy that's called a direct insult to your nervous system there's neurologists that see them that say i don't understand don't get it and i say hey by the way after your 16th vaccination, you're not feeling your fingers and toes because there's so much toxicity in your body. Yeah. And yet that's the norm. That's the new normal. But, I mean, how we got on this topic is because you realize the government doesn't care about the general health of the population. I mean, we're talking about the elite army. These are people that, okay, between you and me, God, I want the most strongest, fittest, healthiest people Sharpest, fighting yeah, fighting the war across the seas for me. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna fucking kill Bin Laden, if you're gonna kill um, the 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 
the world leaders that we need to take out. I want these people to be fucking elite. But the idea is this. We've subjected them to weakness chemically. They're, they can't even sustain themselves. They don't even understand how their body's working because it's shutting down so often. Derek, these are people that literally will be healthy one day and the next day they can't even function because of vaccines and just a shitty lifestyle. But the same is true for the general public. I mean, if you depend on the government to bring you health, look at the, look at the fucking elite. These are the people that are defending our country and you're the average citizen. Do you really think, do you really fucking think that they care about you? That's exactly if right. You, but like you said, like you said, if, if they won't even do the, the things, if they won't even take care of the best of the best, so to speak, the most elite, you know, uh, uh, members of our armed forces who are trained and have literally one purpose to do that job. If they won't even take care of them, how do you think they're really going to give a fuck about anybody else in this country? If they won't even take care of – and then they praise them like they're heroes, which they are, but they won't even treat them like it. That's fucked up. They won't treat them like heroes. They won't well, honor they them give, like, like heroes. They'll give them medals and they'll give them awards and they'll give them TV time. But to be frank, and these are people coming in confiding in me, they don't give a shit. They don't. And so here, it's not why they do it. They don't want to get a medal for it. Yeah, exactly. Listeners. Hey, hey, by the way, people listening, just so you know, I'm here for you. What I'm here to do, why God put me here today, isn't to make a fucking bunch of money off you. It's to tell you the truth. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Fucking shove this shit off. Turn it off. You you have a choice. Real talk. You're right. But the real the reality is this. Derek and I are having a conversation so you can understand if you have cancer, if you have heart disease, if you have health problems, if you have whatever going on, there's a natural alternative. The doctor that should be telling you this is me. Be holistic. Be natural. Take care of yourself. Be mindful of your family. Because I think that's super important. Keep a keep a tribe of people around you that are those that are like-minded. They're going to support you. They aren't going to be like, you're weird for taking vitamins. You're weird for taking supplements. Hey, why are you vegetarian? Hey, why are you working out? Hey, why are you going to the chiropractor? No, these are people that like support you. And, and my patients are that. Like, I don't care who comes to my office. I care about those people like Derek that say, oh, my God, this is why I need it. This is why I'm here. These are people that I want in my life because they endorse and support what I believe. And that's the same for you. You need to, you need to understand that there's people in your life that are going to either build you up or break you down. And I think that people need to understand the distinction too. You are supporting this mindset and this like-mindedness for the sake of the well-being of human beings, not because you're trying to lie in your pockets. So if people look at the intention, this isn't some, you know, this isn't some underhanded motive like so many of these institutions and organizations and companies have. 
You are literally saying if you want to protect yourself and have better health, you have got to start thinking and surrounding yourself with people who will enforce that. That's literally what you're saying, and that is a noble and very important thing. And people need to understand that. I mean, bro, it's 2021. I eat something organic. I get condescended to by people. Why are you eating that? And I'm like, well, why are you eating Kraft macaroni and cheese out of a box and poisoning yourself, you fucking idiot? Like, what are you talking about? Like, don't you know the shit that you're putting in your body is killing you? They think it's some, they think it's some like abstract concept. I'm like, just understand the basics of how chemically how your body works and what your body's doing to, to metabolize all that processed bullshit. You can see that your organ function is slowed down. It's destroyed because of it. You can't process things that have basically no nutritional value. Like, that's why I eat something healthy as opposed to eating something out of a box, douche. You know what I mean? Like, I have that argument with people all the time. I'm like, you can keep doing what you're doing. If you think that's going to make you feel better or think think that somehow it doesn't matter and you're going to be immune to any health problems later on in your life, well, you're fucking wrong because so many of those people are young people. And then when they hit 30, 40, 50, they see the effects of all the shit that they did to themselves with all their bad lifestyle and diet. And I'm like, hey, my parents are 70. My dad's been cancer-free for 16 years. My mom looks like she's 40, and she's she's older than my dad. They have amazing glowing skin. Genetics do count in that case. But, I mean, all that stupid shit aside, they're good, kind, healthy, focused people because they committed themselves to a lifestyle, holistic, a holistic lifestyle. And they didn't ignore and throw out medical science. We pay, We focus on everything. Holistic means we look at all aspects of our health in our life. It's not that complicated. Exactly. Guys listening, women listening, everybody listening, health is not to be overcomplicated. Live simple, live true, live natural. Yes. And I believe you listening can have a healthier and a better life. And the goal of today's conversation was to get you fired up. I mean, Listen, I I brought Derek on for a reason. I knew this was going to happen. I knew we were going to get some uh, some heat. But the idea is this. If you eat well, if you move well, if you think well, if you live better tomorrow, you're going to be healthier in the future. And And the idea is the adventure health concept is just do something better tomorrow than you were doing yesterday. And I don't expect you to change everything overnight. You shouldn't change everything overnight. And I think that's a that's a stupid mistake that most people make. They're like, I want to do everything tomorrow better. No. What you should do is start to do one after another, after another, after another, after another. And then eventually your lifestyle is healthy. And the idea of this conversation tonight was this. There's so much... There's so much in the mainstream media that wants you to believe what they want. And I'm here to be a voice of fucking reason in, in opposition of this. There's another way. There's a better way. I'm going to be honest with you because people who live naturally live longer, live Hell better. Yeah, they, do. they live more youthful. I mean, absolutely. like I've seen it with my own eyes. Absolutely. Like Derek's telling you, I mean, his parents look younger and they've survived cancer. And these are things that are possible. And, and, and listen, the possibility of that alone should drive you to want more and to want to do better. And so for those listening, listen, 
I fucking love every one of you and in all 10 countries. I think Derek and I can uh, agree on this. Our message is strong, but our message is just that. It's that of possibility. And if you try and if you do, you're going to experience the things that we are talking about because we're talking about things from a point of observation and when you deal with observation me personally almost 20 years everything happens and it happens when it happens what that means is when you change your lifestyle you change the results and i've seen it year after year after year after year after year for fucking almost 20 years thousands of patients when you change your lifestyle, you change your genetics, you change your potential, and you change your health. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with that because I want you to feel like you're in control and you really are. The fact that you can control your future is amazing. Yes. I love you, and I really appreciate you. Derek, listen, thank you for being on this podcast I want to give you a few minutes of just a closing statement because I think that you have something very important to say right now. Well, first of all, absolute pleasure, and I'm I'm glad that we crossed paths. I definitely believe you know I definitely believe that was meant to be, and uh, I know we're going to be seeing a lot more of each other when I come back through, roll back through Georgia, and hang out in Union, and uh, and and see and get an adjustment, uh, have great conversations with you. I was going to say what you said, which is I love. The, the truth is my motive is this. I want people to be healthy and to be loved and to, to have peace. And I know I speak intensely and you'd never know it if you listen to me on the radio. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to say where I work and what I do because I don't want to I don't want to give you such the stark contrast. But I will say this since we're having a very candid, honest, organic, real conversation. I feel intensely about this because I have witnessed it for myself. And in my heart of hearts, I know the truth. And I don't like it when I'm lied to, and I don't like it when you've got not just individuals but organized institutions lying to you, and I see what they're doing to people, and I see people hurting on every level. And when I see human beings hurt, that hurts me because I love human beings. I love my my tribe, and I love people, and I will scream and shout at the rooftops, and I'll be intense, and I'll speak loud, but God, you better know that I mean it's coming from the heart. It's coming from the heart because I don't want to see people get hurt, get sick, ruin their lives, and be blind to the realities of the world. I want people to have hope too, and I like your message. I mean, it's it, you can take control and find your hope. You know what I mean? It's never and my favorite thing to say is it's never too late. It's never too late. That's it, man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The yeah. contents of this podcast is not necessarily the opinions of the company that I work for. They are solely my own, and I accept full responsibility for what I say. And uh, at no point did I ever state that I was an expert in anything but being on the radio, because I am technically. But other than that, uh, these are just simply my opinions. They are not an endorsement, and uh, I believe the same applies to uh, – well, certainly an endorsement of you personally, but uh, these are just my opinions. But yes, this podcast is simply the opinions of two individuals who uh, who have the rights and the freedoms to express them. And they do not necessarily represent anybody else around them uh, or any other companies associated with them. How about it? 
Love it. Love yeah. it. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Sweepstakes seven seven thirteen twenty twenty two. See official rules for details. Love it, Derek. Oh, and I will be with you when the darkest winter comes. Oh, and I will be with you to feel California.